0: all right Is this close enough john closer further
1: you can get as close as you want
2: you yeah that's fine like 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 this. The thing. i'm that going
1: gonna... into podcast
2: voice he always does this
3: <laughs> and i tend to be very loud is that gonna be all right it's gonna uh, annoy I'm the gonna
2: that hell
4: From Atlanta, not Atlanta. Nobody calls it that, you dang tourists. It's the Whole World Improv Podcast, brought to you by Whole World Improv Theater, Atlanta's original home of improv. Here are your hosts, artistic director Chip Powell, and a man who's always trying to edit in the evenings but doesn't ever seem to get enough done. Hmm. Yeah, a single guy lives alone at his computer late at night. I wonder what that's all about. I wonder why you don't get stuff done. You a gamer, gamer John? World of Warcraft? Maybe you're playing The Sims. Maybe you have a pen pal. I think those are probably all the options. It's gotta be one of them, right? Or maybe you're looking at delicious flan desserts on only flans. <laughs> John Mihalik. dude, did you see that, uh, that that flan with like the glaze on top with like the crispy glaze that you like uh, you like poke a spoon through and then just like all oh, the goodness on the inside? And the inside. Dude, you're thinking of tearing me through. That's not fun. Could you get to know your are man?
2: Hey, everybody! Welcome to the Whole World Improv Theater Podcast. I'm John Mihalic, joined by the artistic director. Mr. Chip Powell, oh, hey, Chip.
1: Hello, Sean. Hello, Chip. We're Hawking's characters this season, aren't we?
2: Yeah, we are having a very good time I'm learning about so all these characters.
1: so excited about today's characters. Who are they, Chip? Well, we're going to start off with Josephine Smith.
3: Hello there, Chip. It's so nice to be here today, and hello to you two there, John.
1: Uh, Hello. Nice to meet you. Hello. Oh, wow, you're loud. And also joining us is Audrey Rothgarten.
5: All right, friends. All right. Here's what you got to know. Nobody's telling you all the dirt on your favorite celebrities. I get around in all the crowds, all kinds of things, getting all the dirt here to tell you all the stuff you don't know.
1: And what the listeners don't know is that you've also turned international spy.
5: That's right, Chip. I have been a celebrity reporter for years, giving me all kinds of access to celebrities. So it's really easy, see, to get in there. And you don't know what you're going to find out on the backside. I was once in Shaquille O'Neal's living room, clipping my toenails, you see. I had a toenail clipper. It had a little camera right in it. So people think you're clipping your toes. I got great pictures. You don't know the pictures I've got. Beyonce was there. Yes. I saw them on TMZ. That's correct. I made millions, Chip. Millions. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. And do you want to, spoiler alert, uh, let everyone know who the Black Dahlia really was?
5: Absolutely. The Black Dahlia was actually Mary Hawkins. She was this wonderful little actress lady that came in. It was not the one that you think it is, okay? They kind of looked alike, her and that whatever the, mm-hmm. her name was that they think it was. Mm-hmm. And, and they switched, you see. That's what happened.
1: Mystery solved.
5: Mystery solved. Now, what you really meant to ask was who killed the Black Dahlia. That is a whole other thing. Time travelers, Chip. Time travelers. That's what happened to the Black I, Dahlia. I already knew that. All right. Yeah. Is that their show
3: on Netflix, the Black Dahlia? Because I never heard of that and I don't have Netflix.
5: Do you know? I believe I have seen something about it, but it's all lies. They never get it right. Not even once.
1: We've gone off topic. Josephine, tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, what you do.
3: Well, let me tell you something. My great, 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 great granddaddy, Robert Haslip, was the very founding member of the Pony Express. And I'm the last working member of the United States Postal Service Pony Express because you may be surprised to hear that mail sometimes needs to go where there are no roads.
1: Well, I think we need that kind of service back because I'm still missing two packages.
3: I tell you what, me and Maybelline are more reliable than any gas-powered vehicle you could point us to. Maybelline never lets me down out on the routes.
2: Maybelline is who?
3: Maybelline is my trusty horse. We've been riding the trails together, bringing mail faithfully on the Pony
0: Express.
2: What's the maximum weight of a package you and Maybelline can deliver?
3: Let me tell you something, John. I have once was tasked with delivering a mini refrigerator down to the first people of the Havasupai in the valleys of Arizona. Do you think that I could let them down when they had their first bout of electricity coming through the valley and they just wanted to have a nice ice-cold Coca-Cola?
2: Your dedication and pride in your work just comes through with everything you say. Well, of course
3: it does, because I'm a proud serving member who wears this patch with pride of the United States Postal Service.
1: So, mini-fridge probably weighs about, what, 110? It's it's so, well,
3: I'm I'm tipping the scales at about one eighteen, Chip. I may yeah, look yeah. frail, but I am full of muscle.
1: Well, let me ask you this, Josephine: If you're carrying the wine cooler, can you carry other mail? Is it just-
3: absolutely because I have outfitted Maybelline with the finest saddlebags, front back side. I've got some on her neck, and she says to me. Which means, Josephine, I can take on more because we need to get this mail delivered in a timely fashion.
5: I have a question for Josephine. I have heard years ago that when you have to get over the big valleys with the horse, you actually use a hot air balloon with a big basket.
3: That is a conspiracy theory that has been floating around because I will tell you something. My Maybelline, I have taught her to leap over boulders. I have taught her to stamp on nasty raccoons that try to get in our way. There is no need for no hot air balloon. That is a conspiracy theory. I've heard it many times. This is nothing new.
1: It's like you carved out the path for today's Amazon Prime.
3: Well, I basically, I did, Chip, so that is a very complicated network, and I have to tell you something, in my off-day, Amazon actually uh, contracts with old Josephine, because you think those big old Amazon trucks can get down in the valley? No, they cannot.
1: Well, Audrey... Mail deals with a lot of conspiracy. There's mail fraud. There's all sorts of things that can arise there. So what have you dealt with as an international spy in the mail industry?
5: Well, Chip, you see, what you got to do is actually stay away from the post office if you're going to commit a crime. So it goes more into the FedEx, UPS, because if you send it through the federal mail, it's a federal crime, you see. But if you send it through UPS, FedEx, DHL, these days, that actually gets there quicker anyway. We all know that. But I have actually seen people mail live chickens, okay, with some things around their feet that were messages just to make a point. It's very odd, but it does happen.
2: Mm, Yeah. Um, I. I really don't think that's how it works. Once you put it in a package and stamp it, it's still mail fraud.
5: I think you need to double check that, John, because there is a difference. There is mail fraud and there is federal mail fraud, okay? So it can still be a crime, but it's not necessarily a felony. You gotta get it straight.
2: The the postal service is federal. Correct. So all laws pertaining to it are federal.
3: Correct. Uh You'd be surprised. As long as you fill out the correct form, you could mail a chicken. You could mail a, a raw oyster, but you have to fill out the correct form.
1: Josephine, have you actually delivered chickens?
3: I, of course, I have. Chi- I'm sorry. It did, did I stutter? I could deliver basically anything as long as I, I have the correct. As long as I had the correct form. Yeah. It's, it's wrapped properly. Package properly. And
1: how do you properly package a chicken to go with you and your horse? on horseback through the country
3: now it's a little different in the pony express than than in r- typical male drivers right so if, if it is i'm transporting livestock i will make an exception and i will sew a tiny little leather chicken leash because it is not fair to that animal to be stuck on the back of the horse no it is not i will make a little chicken leash out of leather and i will let that chicken have brakes and walk alongside me and me and old Maybelline. Now, occasionally So does I, that
1: slow the service down a little bit if you have to walk them along?: Well,
3: apparently you've never visited a farm, and seen how fast a chicken actually can ramble around these parts of the world, they can actually run around quite
5: quick. It's true. I've seen it happen. The little leash is quite adorable. She's got little bells on it. It's very cute. So if they do get rumbling on in the bush, you see, she can find them
2: the cute little leashes what celebrity has the cutest little leash for their little pet
5: oh my god you know it is kim k come on kim's got all of the leashes she's got them for every pet she has and actually some of her lovers that's what you didn't know right there she keeps them on a leash too there you heard it first right here from audrey rothgarden
1: that's breaking news
3: i I have a question uh so my my me and Maybelline were out in the trails we're out in the valley and this woman here audrey says she has witnessed me uh delivering mail and seen my chicken leashes which is a little disturbing because you with these stiletto heels on i don't imagine you have any reason to be out in the valley
5: well, as you know, I am a celebrity reporter and international spy. So what it is, see, is you were carrying a fighting chicken. All right. So I had to just do some observation to make sure that it was going to who I thought it was going to. And you know what? It was.
1: So chicken fighting is yes. like a big thing that's a part of your... International research.
5: Everything happens at the chicken fight. You think it happens on the golf course? It's a cockfight. That is where all the decisions in the world get made. I
1: have been to many a cockfight. And let me just tell you, um, sometimes they're really big and sometimes they're really small.
5: Yeah. And sometimes those small ones will get you. You just don't know.
2: I imagine there's also been many, many people at those cockfights, Chip. Sometimes three or four.
5: I've seen uh, Bill Clinton at one. Yes, absolutely. So he's got a big cock, he does.
2: <laughs> well, if there was going to be a president at a cockfight, it would be Clinton, wouldn't yeah, it?
5: Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well,
1: probably Trump.
5: No, surprisingly, he's got a small cock. But he yes, does. Yes,
1: I kind of figured.
2: Major funding for Whole World Improv Theater and this episode is provided by the City of Atlanta's Mayor's Office of Cultural Affairs. The Office of Cultural Affairs does a lot of really good things for the arts inside this city. And although they'll never admit it, secretly we know that Whole World is their favorite. As a spy and a celebrity reporter, do you use the same surveillance gear on both
5: Absolutely. That's what made it such a great transition. I mean, if you ever see anyone out at a party putting on, you know, like chapstick and it's in a strange color tube, it's actually recording device. So make sure you are watching what you say. All right. And of course, there's always the compact laser camera. You can actually, you look like you're powdering your nose, you see, but you're actually taking video recordings of the whole room. Nobody's any the wiser.
1: Well, now they might be because you just
5: revealed your secrets. Well, that's true. I'm going to have to get more stealthy. I? I, I'd be happy to
3: reveal all my secrets on the trail because I have to tell y'all something. I'm having now Josephine. I'm getting up in there in age. And I know eventually when I hit probably in a couple of years, 98 and want to retire. I can't I can't find anybody who wants to take my place.
2: So mm-hmm. so wait a minute. You have the job just because there's no one to replace you.
3: Well, partly that and partly because I'm still very sprightly in my 90s. But also because I, I, I would like to at least spend a year or two training the next individual to take on this highly coveted position.
5: Now, I have heard that there is a Pony Express University, all right? So, are you heading that up? Have you trained the instructors? I'm just kind of curious.
3: Let me tell you something about you and your conspiracies. That's another conspiracy theory. I've heard it many times. You're not the first person to say this. The university is get your horse and get behind me on the trail, and that's that. And I will train you for six weeks on how to do the Pony Express. So it's
5: the University of Josephine, really?
3: It's not an actual university. It's the USPS. We don't have fancy universities. We have the trials of life. Out on the trail and in the valley, you might have to pitch a tent overnight if it's a particularly long delivery. That's where
1: I want to go next, Josephine. I want to know, like, on the trail, are there bathroom breaks? When does your horse get a break to eat or drink water? You know, Pony Express, Express says fast but now you're walking chickens and things seem slow if you got a 10 out overnight i don't get the express part
3: well chip you have to imagine express in terms of how remote we are bringing these packages now imagine if you were doing it on foot that would be even slower because you can get
0: there quicker with a horse.
3: Now, of course, there are bathroom breaks and I just find a place out in in mother nature's great vast wilderness and just do my business, Chip. And of course, we're gonna need to find water and food. You think old Josephine is out there without her trusty bow and arrow to catch a squirrel every now and again? Of course I do, build a fire, roast it up and I eat it.
1: There are squirrels out in the desert.
3: There's all kinds of little critters. They're hiding under the rocks. They gotta survive, and I gotta survive. And and never mind looking for the little rock pools of water because I gotta water my horse. Uh, I take sometimes a, a black trash bag. And I, I raise it up with a couple of sticks and rocks. And you know what happens, Chip, is when that sun comes beating down. I lie under it and my sweat rises up and evaporates to that trash bag. I collect that water, bring it together into a little pile, and I water my dear, well, dear Maybelline.
1: No wonder you can't find anybody to take your job. <laughs>
3: It is not for the faint of heart. It's
2: not. (laughs) Well, it is on the cutting edge of ecological travel there. It sounds like you are really like zero residual presence.
3: If you're passionate about the environment, then I encourage you to come and apply to train with me on the Pony Express
5: Trail.
2: You know what? That's a great point. Audrey, how does one apply to be a spy?
5: Oh, John, that's a great question. It's not really a matter of application, you see. It's a matter of, you know, kind of being jumped in sort of like a gang. They show up at your house late at night and they're all kinds of in robes. They're purple, purple robes. All right, there's a whole network of people and they say, hey, You know, if you can just do this one thing, and I can't reveal that secret, but you have to do a task, right? And then you have to have one major piece of information that you are willing to let go of for the group. It's kind of like the skulls, sort of, but it's the spy network. And it's it's a whole international framework of people out there, kind of like the internet, but people. We're just connected all the time, psychically. That's right, psychically. So we share information.
2: So this is an international cabal of spies yes don't we as americans spy on other nations and other nations spy on us so how is it international
5: it's international john because the international spy network is not beholden to one sovereign nation okay we have meetings we decide who we're backing that month that week you know we really steer things when they talk about people just influential in the background that's us We are really deciding what information gets out there and what does not. So um, in that way, we are very important. You never hear about us. You never see us, but we are everywhere.
2: What celebrities are in this
5: cabal? Now, John, you know I cannot reveal my sources, okay? There's some things even a spy cannot tell you, and it is who is in the cabal, who is in the network at the moment. I can tell you there have been some people that have been ostracized and exiled. Okay, those names I can reveal to you. Please. And one of those is Prince Andrew. He was in, and we were all about it, but yeah, um, we have morals, John. We have morals. We can't have him in in interrupting things. Uh, It's just Mm. no good for us. The publicity got to be too much. We had to back off with him. So he's now on his own.
1: Let me ask you this. Where were you born and raised?
5: That's an interesting question. So I was actually born down um, in Melbourne, Australia, but my father was in the military. So we've really been all around partly in the UK. We were in Eastern Africa for a minute. I don't even know smear all over the globe. International,
1: really. which yes. obviously is what forged the spy Correct. in you. was oh, the military background. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, you know, Josephine, have you ever been outside the country?
3: Have I ever been outside the country?
1: That was the question. Well,
3: think about it. Who would, who, if there's only one last founding, sorry, not founding, if there's just me, the only last member of the Pony Express, you think old Josephine's going to take a vacation? You think I'm going to let people down? I've never been out of the country. No, I have not. Now, there was one Sunday where I dr- I took Josephine on a three-day ride because I wanted, a, I'm getting old. I took Maybelline on a three-day ride out to the ocean. Because I didn't want old Maybelline to live her whole dang life without one sticking her hooves in those waves.
1: What's the biggest city you've ever been to?
3: Well, there was this one. that Now, back before Denver had electricity, when I was just a young rider on the trail, it was over there in the old Denver, Colorado.
1: And did you feel effects as you were ascending in the climate? Like, what happened?
3: Well, that was exciting time for old Josephine because I got well, to eat in a restaurant for my very first time. Well,
1: and so how old were you at this point?
3: I was 14.
1: Oh, my God. Wow. Amazing. And what restaurant did you eat at?
3: Well, it was called Mining Nuggets, and their specialty was chicken nuggets. And those were the wow. tastiest chicken nuggets and french fries I ever had in my whole life.
2: Wow, chicken wow. nuggets were...
1: So, that was like As a 14-year-old,
3: I got to squirt ketchup for days and days. Now, on the horse, I can only carry a very small packet of ketchup mm-hmm. and ration it out for my journey. Okay. But in this restaurant, I just took that Heinz 57 bottle, and I went yeah. a-whacking on that 57 and poured it all yeah. over my dang plate. So in
1: 1936, they had Heinz. Who knew?
3: It, it was a beautiful thing, and that tasty, tasty hands tickling my tongue. And then, you know, of course, I put some aside and brought it out to old Maybelline, because, of course, I didn't want her liver holding. whole what, day Maybelline
1: li- was alive back then? Oh, oh, my God. How
3: old is Maybelline? Maybelline is old and crusty as all get out, but she's still kicking. I gave her a lot of fish oil, keeps her bones loose. Oh.
5: Do you know, you were talking about the nuggets being uh, way back when. Once again, that was time traveling. Mark Book actually went back in time and opened that Nugget restaurant. That's why there was the Heinz 57. I, I will
3: tell you, that is actually true. That is actually, actually for once, I will admit yeah. to you, old Audrey, that you are actually correct on that. Hey,
1: did you meet him?
3: I sure did.
1: <laughs> At 14?
3: I sure did. I didn't care because I didn't know, of course, then I didn't know he was a big movie star in that because <laughs> that was a different time. So what did I care? But I do remember meeting him. That is for dang sure.
2: Well, you know, he's a star in the talkies. I imagine the first movies you've seen weren't, you know, talking movies. I don't
3: have time for the movies.
2: You don't have time for the movies?
3: No, I do not. I don't have Netflix. I don't have uh, Amazon Primer. I don't have any of these things which these these young people are watching. I don't have that.
2: One last question for each of you here. And, Josephine, I think the question I want to ask you is, So how do you feel about email?
3: Good Lord. Email, is that with something to do with the interwebs?
2: (laughs) Yes. It has to do with those interwebs.
3: I don't know what it is, so I don't like it. And that is all I have to say about that. You should put your mail in a trusted place if you seal it. If you write yourself a novel... And you seal it and mail it to yourself, no one has the rights to that novel anymore. There are a lot of benefits, advantages, and plus marks for using the USPS. And if you get a chance to use the Pony Express in particulars, your life will be better for it. So no, I don't know about the emails, nor do I like them.
2: I completely get that. Thank you there, Josephine. Audrey, how do you balance the celebrity gossip lifestyle with the spy work and the intelligence operative side of you?
5: Well, look, I have to say, John, it's really difficult. It can be trying. Fortunately, they kind of go hand in hand if you think about it. You're really looking at the same stuff, but just in a bit of a different light. So, you know, it takes a lot of yoga, a lot of meditation to sort of keep it in a balance. But I find that I'm just intrigued to know what's going on everywhere. I mean, I just really want to be nosy and no. So it's not a thing. It's am I looking at a celebrity's trash or am I looking at a politician's? And they think that they're one of the same these days anyway. I don't know why we have movie stars commentating on our elections and we're listening to rappers about who to vote for for president. It's a little odd. So really, more and more, they're the same thing.
3: You strike me as the type who would open someone else's mail. And I think that's wrong. That's actually illegal. Just keep that in mind. It is, and I played the fifth.
2: All right. Thank you, ladies. We'll be back right after this.
4: If you are looking to enhance your awesomeness and meet sexy new people, you need to take a class at Whole World. We offer a 10-week class for adults at all levels. Whether you're beginner, intermediate, or advanced improviser, you'll learn the whole world approach to improv and have a blast doing it. I know I did. For students who progress through the advanced class, the entire program culminates with a big, big show. On the legendary Whole World stage, all the actors at our award-winning theater have gone through our class program. And now it's time for you to take the stage. That's right, you. You know you want to. Get that neuroplasticity going and gain confidence at the same time. Go to the classes page at com to register. That's theater spelled with an R-E because we're fancy.
2: This podcast was supported in part by the Georgia Council for the Arts through the appropriations of the Georgia General Assembly. Georgia Council for the Arts also received support from its partner agency, the National Endowment for the Arts, which means we're on DC's radar. And I'm coming for you, Congress. My dream of being the next Jon Stewart is this much closer.
1: And we're back. Let's get to meet these wonderful actors, Chip. So Josephine is being played by Miss Sharon Powell. Hello. So uh, tell us a little bit about the inspiration for this character.
0: Josephine um, was formed when I was going to do some character work on a podcast that Dave, the whole world bartender, (laughs) Uh, was working on.
2: Dave Baldwin. Yes.
0: And we were doing a podcast. Serena, Uh you remember it was Uh about the time when the USPS was screwing up the world, screwing up the world and potentially closing and all of that. So I was like, what could be a fun and interesting kind of angle at this? And that's how I came up with Josephine. It was like a family legacy that she was part of the Pony Mm -hmm. Express, which obviously closed a million years ago and actually in real life only lasted just under two years, I think.
2: Yeah, just under. The one trivia fact I know about the um, Pony Express is the day the um, first telegraph message went from New York to San Francisco, the very next day they shut
0: down. But it's been fun because I started her on that podcast Mm -hmm. then brought her to the whole world zoom shows then when whole world finally reopened from the pandemic i was able to really bring her to life with a western hat and you know (laughs) the whole usps uniform and
1: there you go and audrey rothgarden is played by our actress serena stone where does this inspiration come from
5: hello Yeah. So um, same with with Sharon. I was doing the podcast with Dave Mm -hmm. and really trying to pick up my dialects. And what I discovered was my British went Australian and my Australian went British. So um, I decided that that she would be a citizen of the world of some sort. I believe she was a celebrity reporter first, the international spy part, when we came to Zoom shows. Um, I don't know why it fit that, but it was a great second piece to her. And then I've had, a lot of fun with it ever since because she mm-hmm. has gadgets and she throws out crazy things about celebrities that never even happened. so no mm-hmm. matter what you ask her she's got a story to tell about something or other.
1: Well and I think a lot of our character work really amped during the pandemic because we were online and we were doing these crazy like the prom show and everybody had to have their own kind of character and everybody was doing a different character and just having fun so the development of those. And then, of course, the growth and the change of those came with the shows that we were doing there. And like you were saying, now you can put a costume on because you have to kind of own the character personally before you can don the outfit. Yes. Question for both of you. Where do you see the characters going?
0: I love Josephine. I just feel like every time she's in a show, there's a new fun angle that pops up. And because I feel like I really know her, and every layer of her down to like, what kind of food she eats and Mm -hmm. what she does for fun and why she's so passionate about the Pony Express.
2: She got a little belligerent. I thought (laughs) that was funny. (laughs) Yeah.
5: yeah. I think Audrey, um, she just plays really well with just about every character. So she's fun in a lot of games. I love bringing her to the stage. She's got a wig, of course, because I kind of have a ton of those. And she has these, you know, mirrored glasses. She's usually in black. She's got, you know, some gold earrings and some gold lip stuff or whatever. And she's it's kind of fun to put her on. Um, I walk around the house playing Audrey sometimes. I'm not going to lie. Just talking to myself because I do that because I'm insane. Um, Mm -hmm. But
0: That (laughs) makes a good
2: actor. (laughs) That's actually a great way to practice, though. Practice your dialects, practice mm-hmm. your emperors mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, character types.
0: I just remembered something, Chip, bringing the characters to life in the theater, which we created on during the pandemic. Um, I tapped Kelly in the sound booth on the shoulder before the show. And I was like, don't tell Chip. But when Chip is introducing me, I want you to play a quick sound clip of a horse whinnying and it totally caught you off guard chip Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. it was a great moment and i was like oh Mm. that's old maybelline she's just anxious for me to be done with this talk show and get back to her Um, and (laughs) it just (laughs) caught everyone off guard and it was so fun like that i brought the i was able to bring the horse too through sound and that was fun
1: well i think that's the beauty of what we do here is if everybody's on point they were messing around with the sound effect of rain last night after we did our rehearsal. And I was like, can y'all do that in the show?
5: <laughs> <laughs> you had plenty of time to plan while
1: we were singing, but can you do it in the show on the fly?
5: Well, we could just record that in here. It gets loud sometimes.
2: <laughs> it really does. Well, that's been great. It's been a lot of fun. So I want to thank you both.
0: Absolutely. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you.
2: And as always, thank you, Chip.
1: Well, thank you, John. No,
2: thank you more, Chip. No, Thank you.
0: Thank you. Thank you both. Thank you. you.
2: Mm -hmm. Until next time, this is John Mihalik and scene.
4: Thanks for listening to the whole world improv theater podcast. The whole world improv podcast is a production of whole world improv theater in association with headspace industries. The executive producer, writer, and Lord High Constable is Chip Powell. This episode was also produced by John Mihalik. Original music by the Gentle Readers. And that was original music by me. Please help support this podcast by liking, subscribing, and leaving us a review. We'd really like to know we're not alone in the podcast universe. Our social media maven is Bethany Poe. Whole World Improv Theater is a 501c3 nonprofit theater. Please support by donating at our website, wholeworldtheater.com, And remember, it is tax-deductible, so you won't need to claim your house plant as a dependent this year. Additional writing and voiceover from me, Kate Arlo.
2: Get right up in that microphone.
0: Hello again, John.
2: Hello again, Winnie. So, what are you doing today, Winnie?
0: Saying hello again, John.
2: Just hello again?
0: Goodbye, John.
2: Goodbye, Winnie.